Hello and welcome to The Life of Riley from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Every in 2,000 years. Draft brings you The Life of Riley. Draft, D-R-E-F-T. Draft, Procter & Gamble's sudsing miracle for washing silks, woolens, nylons, dishes... Presents the life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. Whenever Chester A. Riley entertains you at dinner, he dishes out large portions of everything, especially advice. Tonight, the Rileys have as their guest a young man who works at the aircraft plant with Riley. Oh, that sure was a swell dinner, Mrs. Riley. Well, thank you, Tommy. Glad you enjoyed it. Peg, you take Tommy inside and I'll go dish up the coffee. We don't drink our coffee at the table, Tommy. We always have it after dinner in the library. Library? Yeah, th- that's our library over there. Them two esquires on top of the radio. Riley. <laughs> <laughs> Gee, you've got a swell house here. You know, my wife would give anything to have a home like this. Well, she'll have one, Tommy. Just be patient. You're young yet. Peg's right. Owning your own home is a big responsibility. <laughs> It's a lot of work. It certainly is. Washing windows, mowing the lawn, fixing screens, unblocking the sink. <laughs> Ties a man down. Sometimes when we have a date, I have to hang around for hours waiting for Peg to get through. <laughs> well, I know there's a lot of work, but it's better than living with your in-laws. Oh, I didn't know you lived with your in-laws. Ever since we got married. It isn't easy. Oh, I don't know. You could be worse off than living with your in-laws. You could be living with, uh, well, you could be living down in, uh, you could be dead. <laughs> oh, don't pay any attention to him, Tommy. Why, when Riley and I first got married, we lived with my folks. Sure, and we got along fine with them. They loved me insanely. <laughs> her father was even more insane to me than her mother. Yeah, but, gee, my wife's father, well, he keeps reminding me that I'm dependent on them, like he's giving me charity. Oh, you mustn't feel that way. Well, you're going at this all wrong, Tommy. You see, I knew how to talk to Peg's old man. Now, just a minute, I said. So what if you're giving me free room and board? I'm entitled to a break. After all, I took your daughter off your hands. <laughs> Why, you never said any such thing. Well, maybe not those words exactly, but I put him in his place, and that's what you've got to do, Tommy. Yeah, I guess so. I'll go get us some hot coffee. It's freezing in here since I fixed that heating system. Excuse me. <laughs> oh, gee, I wish I was like Mr. Riley. You know, not afraid of anybody. Tommy. Would you like to hear how Riley really handled his in-law problem? Well, he just said yes, that Yes, he... I heard what he just said, but he left out a few details. Well, sure, I'd like to hear all about it. Well, when we first got married, we had to live with my folks. Riley didn't have a job. I kept on with my job, of course, but I didn't make enough to pay rent on a place of our own. Living with my folks wasn't very pleasant. I remember one night... me, Dumplin'. Oh, hello, dear. Any luck? No, I walked my feet off. Oh, it's no use, Peggy. I guess I might as well face it. I'm a failure. You are not. You'll connect one of these days. You'll see. Oh, Peggy, my wonderful darling wife. Here I am broke. I haven't worked a day since we're married. And you're so sweet to me. 
Or if we could only go on like this forever. Well, sit down, Chester. Mom and sister are out visiting, but Pop will be home any minute. Then we'll have supper. Uh, wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait a minute, Peggy. I got something for you. Here, Angel. Roses! Oh, Chester, they're beautiful. Chester, you spent your lunch money on me again. No, no, no. I didn't pay for them. You know in the park where they got a design of Mayor Noonan's face made with roses? Yes. Well, from now on, the mayor's name is No-Nose Noonan. <laughs> oh, Chester, you should Don't be mad, Peggy. Oh, I forgive you. Here, Chester, for the roses. Oh. Tomorrow, the mayor's going to be bald-headed. <laughs> down. Here's the evening paper. Oh, thanks. Oh, this is living, Dumplin'. Oh, good evening, Papa. Good evening, my dear. Good evening, Papa. Hmm. <laughs> Supper's almost ready, Papa. Why don't you sit down? How can I when somebody who doesn't pay a cent toward the rent is sitting in my chair? Oh, Papa, please. Oh, I- I'm sorry. Here's your chair, Papa. And don't call me Papa. Uh, y- yes, sir, Mr. Barker. Well, supper's practically ready, Papa. You read your paper. How can I when somebody who isn't paying a cent toward the rent has already got it? Oh, Papa, why are you always picking on Chester? He's trying to get a job. He just has no luck. No luck. He's just lazy. Chester is not lazy. No, he isn't, huh? I met Mr. Pryor today. Told me he offered that husband of yours a job in his theater as an usher, and he turned it down. Oh, Chester, why didn't you take it? Well, I already seen the picture. <laughs> I, I, I mean, any, anyway, it was only temporary until the regular usher got back from lunch. Oh, alibis, always alibis. For somebody who doesn't oh, pay a Papa, thing... if you say that once more, I'm... Hey. Now, look what you've done, you chiseler. Why did I ever let my daughter marry a nincompoop like you? Now you're going a little too far. You can call me a chiseler, you can call me a loafer, but you've got no right calling me an nincompoop. When you know yourself, I ain't got no income. <laughs> don't cry, Dumplin'. Don't be mad at me. I... Oh, it, it's not you, Chester. I, I just can't bear it living with my folks this way. Oh, it ain't so bad, Peggy. I'm getting used to sleeping on the living room couch. And you've got a bed all to yourself in your sister's room. But don't you like sleeping with your sister? <laughs> oh, Chester, we we just got to get a place of our own. Well, I know, Dumplin. We've been saying that all along. Oh, yes, but now there's a special reason. You see, well, we'll need more room. There's there's someone coming to sort of visit us. Oh, that's nice. When? In about six months. Anyone I know? Well, not exactly. Well, that's okay. Your friends are my friends. <laughs> but uh, can't he postpone his visit for a year or two? Oh, Chester, you don't understand. I, I got some news for you. It's a surprise. Peg, you don't mean... I'm going to have a baby. Oh, a baby. <laughs> Whew. For a minute there, I thought you lost your job. <laughs> but if all you're worrying about is a baby, why, 
A baby? A baby? Peg, I'm going to have a baby. Don't move, Peg. I'll carry you to the hospital. Oh. <laughs> Put me down, Chester. It won't be for quite a while. Oh, Peg, darling, it's wonderful. A baby. And it won't be like the wedding ring I gave you. We'll own the baby outright. <laughs> Gosh, a baby. What time will it be? Well, I don't know yet, Gee, really. I hope it's a boy or a girl. <laughs> Oh, I'm so excited. Well, I'm, I'm glad you're glad, Chester. But now you see why we just have to get a place of our own. Yeah, well, we'll move out of here first thing tomorrow. I'll get a job. This baby's going to change our luck. I'll get a job, you'll see. Oh, I know you will. And it doesn't have to pay very much because I'll go on working. Oh, no, 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 you won't. Oh, but I can work. No, no, nothing, nothing doing, sweetheart. From now on, you're staying home. I want you to be right there with the baby when it's born. <laughs> Peg, I got a job. Oh, Papa, do you hear that? Chester's got a job. The depression must be over. Oh, Chester, what kind of a job? How much will you get? What do you do? Oh, it's a swell job. I'm a milkman. I got my own route, and I work on commission. The more I sell, the more I make. Oh, Chester, I just know you're going to make lots and lots of money. And you know what I'm going to do with my first pay? You can start paying some rent around here. No, no, no. We've got an apartment of our own now. We have? Yeah, I just rented it. It's, a, it's just a small place, only 15 a month. Pack our stuff, Peg. Oh, Chester, I'm so happy. Isn't it wonderful, Papa? Well, the least you can do, Papa, is wish us good luck. Yes, good luck, Peggy. So what about Chester? Huh. <laughs> Thanks, Papa. <laughs> well, here's the place, Duncan. Well, it's... Sort of out of the way, isn't it? Yeah, well, it's a very quiet neighborhood. It'll be good when the baby comes. Well, come on. Let's go take a look at our little penthouse. Well, all right. Let's go up. Uh, not up. Down. <laughs> down? Yeah. Well, you, you see, it's a sort of underground penthouse. Come on. It's just one flight down. You mean it, it's in a basement? Well, yeah, but, but that's good for the baby. He won't be able to fall down the stairs. Well, here it is. Well, wait, I'll open the door. It just needs a little oil. Well, how do you like it? Well, it, it's so dark. There, there isn't much light. I guess our electric bills will be pretty high. Oh, no, they won't. We ain't got electricity. <laughs> we got gas. See? Well, what do you think of it? The kitchen's behind that curtain. And the bathroom's behind that curtain. And the bedroom's behind that curtain. And that sofa can be fixed in a jiffy. I'll get a little hair from my horse's tail and stuff it. <laughs> Believe me, Peg, there's nothing wrong with this place that a little paint, glue, nails, glass, and varnish can't fix. Well, what do you think of it, Peggy? <laughs> oh, I like it. <laughs> well, gee, Peggy, I, I know it ain't the nicest place in the world, but it's all our own. And it's very convenient. It's very close to the subway. The subway. <laughs> it's right under us. Oh, oh, Chester. But don't worry, it's only every five minutes. Oh, oh what's that? It didn't come from below. 
No, that came from above. We're under a bowling alley. <laughs> We're also near the East River. <laughs> Gee, I, I didn't realize. I, I guess it ain't so nice after all. Oh, no. Now, stop talking like that. We, we can fix this place up fine. And the most important thing is we have a place to ourselves. Uh, so, here you are. Well, so this is the kind of a hole you expect my daughter to live in. But, Papa... Be quiet, Peggy. I'm going to tell that husband of yours exactly what I think of him. Riley, you're nothing but... And not only that, you are a... And what's more, you ought to be... Would you mind repeating that? Why, you... Peggy, get your things. You're coming home with me. Oh, please, Papa, give Chester a chance to make good. We want our own place, please. Well, all right. You've got one week, Riley. And if you haven't got a decent place for her to live in, she's coming home. And that's final. There goes the door. That home wrecker. Well, you worry. We'll get out of here soon. We'll show Papa. You'll make good. Uh, you're just saying that to make me feel good. I am not. Why do you think I married you? For my looks? No, darling. <laughs> no. I married you because you're going to be a big success. You've got personality and ambition and brains. Oh, Dumplin. Keep on lying to me. I love it. <laughs> We'll bring in the second act of the life of Riley in a moment. Now, ready? Attention. Here comes Draft. 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 Draft your dishes and oh, how they shine. Shine without wiping in half of the time and look bright. Right. So don't you get left, get draft. Yes, ladies, get draft, and dishes will look their shining best even without wiping. It's no wonder women call Dreft the greatest dishwashing discovery in 2,000 years. Why, Dreft makes even plain, everyday glasses sparkle like the finest crystal, whether you polish them or not. You know why? Well, listen. Dreft, Procter & Gamble's sudsing miracle, is different from any soap you ever used. All soaps leave a cloudy film on dishes, film you have to polish off, but not Dreft. Dreft's amazing suds rinse clean and clear. Yes, ladies, that's the answer. Wash them in Dreft suds and dishes and glasses wear their prettiest sparkle, polished or not. And say, Dreft gets rid of grease the way no soap in the world can do. Dreft's kind of hands, too. So, ladies, try Dreft for your dishes. Join the march to Dreft bright and early Monday morning. Get Dreft and enjoy dishes that shine even without wiping. Remember, don't you get left, get Dreft. <laughs> Now back to the life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. Gosh, you and Mr. Riley sure were in a spot with him broken all. Oh, yes, Tommy. It was pretty awful for us newlyweds. My father gave Riley one week to get us a decent apartment or else I'd have to go home and live with my folks. Meanwhile, poor Riley was worried sick about making good in his new job as milkman. But I guess he came through okay. Well, he worked hard for a whole week. Twelve hours a day. And then that night he came home and I was waiting for him.
you got your first pay envelope. Well, yeah, but, but wait, Peg. Don't tell me how much you made. Let me open it. I want to be surprised. Oh, I'm so excited. It's empty. Surprised? <laughs> but I, I don't understand. Well, drivers only get $4 basic pay plus commission on all the milk we sell. And I didn't sell any. None at all? Well, I did sell a quarter day to myself for lunch. And that's all? Yeah. I didn't want to worry you, Peg. I, I didn't tell you. I got the worst route in the city. On my route, they don't go for milk. It's, it's mostly the beer drinking set. <laughs> oh. Cheer up, Dumpler. At least I made my $4 basic pay. But where is it? Well, there's a few deductions. They took out two and a quarter for my uniform and... A dollar for two tickets to the milkman's ball, 25 cents for the pension fund for me, and 50 cents pension fund for the horse. <laughs> Believe me, I wish I was a horse. Oh, Chester, what do we do? What do we tell Papa? He'll be here tomorrow. I'm going out again right now. Maybe if I sell a lot of milk today, he won't think I'm as big a failure as I really am. <laughs> Ain't it awful, Daisy? Five hours already, and I ain't sold a bottle. Whoa, Daisy, I'd better phone Peg and tell her how I'm doing. Whoa! Whoa, Daisy. Hey, hey, kid, hey, you over there. Yeah? What do you want, white pants? Well, I, I gotta make a phone call. Watch my wagon, will you? Sure, mister. I'll take care of your wagon, but good. I'll be right back. Oh, boy, what a setup. <whistles> Hey, Fingers, Fatso, Muggsy, free milk, come and get it. Hey, what's up, Snake Eyes? Ah, some dumb cluck left me to watch his cow juice. Come on, we gotta wake fast. Ah, who needs milk? There's nothing on fire. Oh, don't be a dope. We can sell it for a nickel a bottle. Come on, grab the stuff. Hey, Muggsy, give me a hand with this case. Boy, what a soft touch. Hey, watch it, gang, here comes a guy. Hey, hey, what are you boys up to? Nothing, Mr. Honest. Where are you going with that milk? Uh, uh... The, the driver said we could take it, free. He's giving it to you? What's this driver's name? Uh, I don't know, mister, but he's real sweet. Hey, there's his name on this card in the wagon here. Chester A. Riley. Chester A. Riley, huh? And he's giving you all this milk? Yeah, for our little baby brothers and sisters and all the poor hungry kids in the neighborhood what ain't got no milk. Honest, I ain't had a schooner of milk in weeks. <laughs> oh, no. For Pete's sake, kid, don't start crying. I think it's a great idea. Come on, I'll help you. Well, here I am, Daisy. Hey, where did the kid go? I, I told him to wait. Well, say, you know, Daisy, the inside of this wagon looks different. There's something missing. I can't quite put my finger on it, but there's something. My, my milk! My milk is gone! Help! What did my boss say? It's bad enough I can't sell the milk. Now I lose it. Oh, Daisy, it's, it's hopeless. I'm, I'm just a failure. I'll wind up digging ditches. And what's wrong with digging ditches? <laughs> Who's that? It is I, Digby O'Dell, the friendly undertaker. <laughs> Oh, hello, Digger. Greetings, Riley. You're looking fine. Very natural. 
Oh, Digger, I feel terrible. A bunch of kids just stole all the milk off of my wagon. Oh, you're in the wrong business. They wouldn't dare steal anything from my vehicle. <laughs> oh, those kids, they put me in a terrible spot. Yes, children can be aggravating. Yesterday, a gang of hoodlums stole a sign from an employment agency and hung it on the door of my business establishment. Oh, I was devastated. Well, why? What did the sign say? We guarantee to place you in a permanent position. <laughs> I'll probably get fired now. Oh, you can always work for me. I can use a live man down at my place. Well, thanks, Digger. Maybe I will come down to your place when I reach the end of my rope. Good. I'll be looking for you. Worst thing is, now I'll have to go back and live with my in-laws. You have my deepest sympathy. When I was first married, I moved in with my in-laws. And I also did my work there. Uh, did they pick on you? Yes. They objected to the way I left things lying around the house. <laughs> Tell me, Riley, as friend to friend, could you use a little money? Well, well no, no, thanks, Digger. I'll, I'll be all right. You know the old saying, you can't keep a good man down. Would you care to bet? <laughs> well, cheerio. I'd better be shoveling off. Hello, Mr. Manager. I'm sorry I'm late. Oh, it's you, Riley. I've been waiting two hours to check you out. I got a good mind to report you to the boss. Well, come on, let's have it. How many bottles do you get rid of? All of them. All of them? Uh, On that route? Well, you're okay, Riley. Where's the cash? Well, you see, uh, I, I haven't got any. You haven't got any? Uh, you got rid of the milk, didn't you? Yeah, but you see... Now, don't try to tell me you were robbed. I'm wise to those tricks. But I was... You're fired, uh, Riley. And you have that dough here by tomorrow, you'll wind up in jail. Yes, sir. Thank you. Well, so long. Get out. Hey, what's going on here, June? Oh, hello, Chief. I just fired this dope here. He means me. Well, what are you hanging around for? Beat it, stupid. Uh, Joe, uh, where's this driver, Chester Riley? That's him. Stupid. What? How dare you call my friend Riley stupid? Riley, I'm J.B. Trotter, president of the company. Sit down, my boy. <laughs> Have a cigar. But he gets sir. But, Mr. Trotter, this... Shut guy... up, Joe. Look, Mr. Trotter, I can explain about the move. You don't have to, Chet, my boy. It's all here in the paper. Smart of you to tell that reporter. They put it in the paper? Now listen to this. Kind-hearted milkman gives free milk to hungry babies. Chester A. Riley of Sunbeam Dairies, and so on and so on and so on. Yes, it's all right there on the front page. Why, new orders have been pouring into the office by the hundreds. Thanks to you, Chet. <laughs> and you thought of this all by yourself. Well, but you don't understand. You, you think that I... Look, Mr. Trotter, my mother brought me up never to tell a lie. And if I told one now, she'd never forgive me. So listen, you see... You see? Yes, sir, I thought of this all by myself. <laughs> oh, Mother, please forgive me. Well, here it is, Peg. Here we are, our new apartment. Oh, Chester, it's beautiful. But I still don't understand. It all happened so quick. Dumplin', I keep telling you, my boss thinks I'm a big hero. He's given me a swell job on salary. So I went right out and got this apartment. Oh, we're so lucky. Yeah. But, but the best thing of all, we won't have to live with your father. <laughs> oh, I 
happy. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Ain't it wonderful to be happy? <laughs> Good evening, Peggy. Oh, Papa. They told me at the old place I'd find you here. Riley? Now, wait a minute, Mr. Parker. I made good. I got us a nice home now. Yes, a fine place, Chet. Absolutely beautiful. I always knew you'd make the grade, son. Ah, right. So it's okay, huh? We, we won't have to move in with you? Of course not, son. And to show you there's no hard feelings, I'm going to move in with you. <laughs> What a revolting development this is. It's a miracle, Suds, ladies. Yes, for all your nice things, Dreft offers brighter, fresher, safer cleaning than any Suds before in history. You want your precious nylons to stay sheer and color fresh? Dreft them. Dreft keeps stockings lovelier and sheerer looking than any soap you ever used. You want that pretty new sweater to look fluffy? Draft it. Draft washes woolens softer and fluffier than ever before. And your nice Sundays. You want them to look bright and gay, washing after washing? Well, draft them. Draft keeps dainty lingerie colors brighter and fresher far longer than even expensive soap flakes. You see, draft suds rinse clear. They never leave a dulling soap film in fabrics the way all soaps do. So pretty washables look their loveliest. Discover draft's wonders for your nice things. Get draft in a bright green package. Sure, don't get left. Get dressed. Well, that's the story, Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> Some story. After hearing about Mr. Riley, I guess I'm not doing so bad with my in-laws after well, all. Well, here's the coffee. Sugar and cream, Tommy? Yeah, thank you. Now, uh, what was we talking about? Oh, yeah, in-laws. Tommy, let me tell you how I handle my in-laws. I've already told him, Riley. Yeah, but I... Uh, you mean the truth? <laughs> yes. Oh. <laughs> well, you had quite a time there, Mr. Riley. Well, yeah, but, but I, I don't want you to get the wrong impression, Tommy. I love my father-in-law. I get such a nice, warm feeling inside of me every time I think of my dear old father-in-law. 3,000 miles away in Brooklyn. With William Bendix as Riley. William Bendix will soon be seen in the Paramount picture, Blaze of Noon. The Life of Riley is produced by Irving Brecker and is directed by Don Bernard. Music by Lou Kosloff. The script by Alan Lipscott, Reuben Shipp, and Jack Brecker. Mrs. Riley is Paula Winslow. Digger O'Dell is John Brown. Peg's father is Lou Merrill. And Tommy is Gil Stratton. This is Ken Carpenter inviting you to listen again next week to The Life of Riley. And reminding you for faster, brighter, safer cleaning than any suds before in history, use draft. Don't get left. Get draft. Not 50, not 75, but 100%. Yes, Dreen reveals 100% of the natural beauty of your hair, removes all dulling soap film. For Dreen is not a soap shampoo, leaves no dull film, as all soaps do. For brilliance, glamour, you'll see what we mean. Because your hair can have that dazzling sheen the very first time that you use Dreen. Never before Dreen could any shampoo leave hair so lustrous, yet so easy to manage. Just again next week when Draft, the sensing miracle for silks, nylons, woolens, dishes, brings you The Life of Riley. This is NBC, the National Broadcasting Company. <laughs>